0: Hey everybody, it's Keith Sarlows from Sarlo's and Sons, and we meet so many amazing people that uh, just walk through the front door of the tasting room, and they become, you know, acquaintances, then they become friends, and then one day they become family. And I feel so blessed that these great people come through our front door all the time that I thought it'd be a travesty not to sit down and talk to a couple people. So this is a new little segment called Finish the Bottle, and uh, in it, I'm going to interview my buddy, Greg Postma. And Greg Postma is an amazing guy, talented artist, a creator. Um, And also happens to be about the third person hired at South Park Studios. He helped my son out a ton and uh, is just a completely great guy. So this is part two of two with our interview with Greg Postma. And if you want to be on this, drop me a line. Keith at sarlosandsons.com. We could sit down, record something, finish a bottle of wine, hang out, and just talk. So, here's number two listen in. Have a great day. Anything you want to say, Cash? I guess not. I'm just sitting over here playing Fortnite. Everybody, buy your kids Fortnite. <laughs> It'll change their lives. Hello. So, here we are. Hey, Greg, how's it going?
1: Good.
0: Good. So uh, this is uh, episode two, when uh, sitting down with a little segment we're calling Finish the Bottle with people that we met in the tasting room we've got to know. And quite honestly, we just want to know more about. And to catch you up on the first one, talk with Greg Postma, who's an absolutely great guy, came in the tasting room, became friends and heard a lot about how his mom was a huge influence on his life and uh, stoked that creative passion which led to him to uh, making videos and cartoons at high school and eventually working his way through life as, as we all do and having worked with a friend that got him a job about 20 some years ago at South Park studios before they even released uh, their first show on comedy central at that time. Is that, is that all correct? That's
1: right.
0: Perfect. So, In this episode, we kind of want to hear, I think, a little bit more about South Park and, you know, the early days. But specifically, uh, one of the things that I think is absolutely interesting and terrifying about what you do is that, you know, the Simpsons have been on the air for what, 30 years now, um, which isn't much longer than you guys have been. But from our conversations, you know, a uh, Simpsons script gets written and it, from the day it's kind of written and goes through the process, it's about a, a eight months to a year before we even see it on screen. Right. And with you guys over at South Park, how long does it take to get from we have no idea what, what we're going to do to it needs to be on air? How long does that take?
2: It takes, well, it takes roughly six days. We've had a few episodes that have taken shorter because they've changed their mind or something happened or, you know, they they had to switch gears or something like that. Uh, We've done shows in five days before, Um, but generally, yeah, six days.
0: Now, do you think that's a huge part of, I guess, the longevity or the success that is South Park and what you
2: guys do there? Uh, I think that's a big chunk of it for sure. I think part of it, is the fact that we can be topical the fact that 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 Trey and Matt desired to be topical, but they also desired not to have any sort of um, uh, reverence in a way that that uh, to to other things that they that they care about you know they, they love Star Wars, they love Indiana Jones, but they had no problem raking Spielberg <laughs> and Lucas over the coals of right. how they treated their properties you know since then. Um, yeah, so they don't care about like, you know, um, putting things up on pedestals so much to, to, you know, so that way you get this kind of fresh voice or a fresh take on what's happening. It's not so much like, well, we can't because we love them so much. We can't, we can't attack that or we can't address that situation, you know?
0: So let me get this straight. So Trey and Matt for the last 20 years have, you know, like Matt, Matt Groening, or warning or however you're supposed to say it, you know, was part of the Simpsons. And, you know, I don't, I don't see him sitting down behind a typewriter and typing this stuff out, but, but from what you've, what we've talked about, you're saying those guys are still in the writing room, still pushing out after 20 years of success, still pushing out every episode.
1: Well, you're popping in and out of there again.
0: Oh, sorry. No, no. Did, can you hear me good? I can hear you now.
2: Yeah, I can hear you. Every once in a while, you're popping in and out. It's probably, hopefully, it's not my internet. Um. Oh, so what you're saying is like, yeah. Uh, as far as Trey and Matt's sort of day to days as being on the show, they're just as integral and just as. Um, they're there every day. They're there constantly working. Um, I mean, they've they've you know they found ways over the years to kind of slimline some of their, you know what they need to do so they're not there you know when they don't have to be. But all the episodes are written by Trey. With you know um, regards to how he has a writers' room, guys that he and girls that he's you know bounced ideas off, but they're all written by Trey. Ninety percent of the voices are done by Trey and Matt. Trey directs every episode. I mean, they're they're not they're not these slouches that go away and come back and go, Oh, what have you guys done? They, they do a lot of work.
0: They do. But that, do that's an incredible work
2: ethic. It is. They've, they've, it's amazing because when we started, you know, they, they kind of got into this rock stardom sort of pretty quickly and it could have gone mm-hmm. to their heads in a way that just could have destroyed the whole thing. You know, like it really could have, they, they could have turned into these total douchebags that, 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 got their heads filled with all this, you know, Hollywoodness, but they really didn't. They, you know, they, they were able to maintain this incredible work ethic and, 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 a vision of what they wanted to do with the studio. So
0: in six days, can you, do you mind walking us through like the process or what, I mean, you're showing up to work on, let's say Monday and this thing's going out on Saturday. Yeah. And in, in six days, I mean, I don't think I can. I couldn't paint a picture in six days. And you guys are having a fully realized, funny, topical uh, start with nothing, everything drawn out and on air. What, what is that process like?
2: Okay. Uh, okay. So technically, our day starts on Thursday because our show airs on Wednesday. So, Got it. anyway, the first day we come in, uh, a lot of times um, it'll start almost all the time. we will start with my department, uh, the department I work in where Trey will have a couple of visual ideas that he wants us to sort of lay out. Uh, It could be a character, could be a location. It could be a, a, um, a new, a new place we're going to that has to like, you, you know, the camera has to kind of go through it. So it might be big. It might just be funny and simple. So anyways, he has these ideas and so they go off and they do their writers sort of, uh, where, the, where they kind of discuss the story and how they want to go, and then as that day goes on, a Thursday, some pages will trickle down. We'll get like two, maybe three pages of script, and as we get that script, usually we have to kind of bang these storyboards out rather quickly. We do about a page of storyboards in about forty-five minutes to an hour. Where that's amazing. You go to another studio, and they'll do maybe a page a day maybe two days
0: um and what are what what are you working on i mean are you doing this in you know some whatever they're making avatar on or are you
2: guys well storyboards are done done in a program called Toon boom pro and it's it's a relatively new program we used to do it on paper when we first started and amazing pencils and and the 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 pace wasn't as crazy as it is now in the very, very beginning, probably in the first, mm-hmm. I'd say things really changed gears around season eight. And that's when we started getting these episodes that required uh, a, a lot more, um, visual flair, a lot more sort of, uh, expediencies is our process started going long because of the look. We just didn't have the time. So we had to start figuring out ways to shortcut things and do things on the, on the time. Um, so anyway, so uh, yeah, Toon Boom Pro-, Pro is the program that we storyboard in, and then we have these these tablets called Cintiqs where you can draw on top of the tablet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and they're they're rather large, so um, they take up your whole desk pretty much. But so anyway, so everything we do is done on that tablet through various programs. Uh, Toon Boom for storyboards. We actually design in Corel Draw, which is like unheard of and anywhere in
0: anywhere. Whoa! Wait, hold on! Whoa! Whoa! Whoa, <laughs> that okay. Number one, Corel Draw, isn't that? Didn't you get that free when it comes with your computer?
2: Probably, yeah. Back in the in the nineties, yeah. So why okay? Why Corel Draw? It started out with Corel Draw, and I'm not really sure because when I'm when I got to work at South Park, that was what we were using. Um, I think it was an easy pro because when they first started doing the the, the show or the, the pilot in paper cutouts. It was an easy program for the for Trey to build shapes like round heads, um, you know the hats and all that stuff. He was able to build that fairly easily, and then you can cut it out. You know, it was like just a cheap program that you can do all that stuff with.
0: So going back to that, everything in the original ones was made out of construction paper, and it was cut out and done with hand, done by hand, put on stuff. You take a picture. And you move from construction paper to Corel Draw.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly.
0: Okay. No, but see, I think this is, I mean, to a certain extent, you know, anybody who does a job or runs their own business, and I think it's always really easy to see when people are successful and you figure you believe in your head that there's a billion people behind this making this easy. Right. And uh, to me, uh, there's a, I have a, I have even more respect for that show and what you guys do when you hear that oh, it used to be construction paper. And then we moved to Corel draw, which, you know, a lot of people go, Oh, I'd love to be a photographer, but I don't have the right equipment to take for photo- take pictures. Right. But in essence, you, when you're making things out of construction paper and Corel draw, it, it it makes it even
2: more impressive to me. It, it makes it almost shocking. Yeah. It's kind of like doing photography and Polaroids, I guess.
0: Yeah. Okay. Continue. Um, that's amazing.
2: Yeah. So, so CorelDRAW is just, it's, we've been using it from the beginning. And <laughs> it's, it's one of these programs that's actually very useful for us because of the simplicity of it. But it's actually a pretty robust program that people don't.
0: There must, there must be a person, the one guy from Corel that's still, uh, keeping it open, just sitting
2: in your office. Yes, and I, just I think, the customers that and maybe some like, uh, you know, uh, um, Moms that are teen moms that want to do banners for their kids' soccer team.
0: Totally, you're totally keeping this company in business. Yeah, this is magnificent. Oh, absolutely.
2: And and I think you know we 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 we've, we've had some people come from Corral Draw and they're pretty amazed by what we can do in the amount of time. But um. So anyway, so that uh, they, they probably go. I didn't even know it could do that. Oh, I know. It's, it's that's great. Like, like it's amazing what that thing can actually do. Because just a funny side note was that we there was a time when we were trying to transfer possibly to Illustrator. And we had an expert come in or one of these, you know, deemed experts come in from Adobe and she went over the whole program with us to kind of explain this. And we were like, well, can you, can it do this? And we had some scenario that we wanted to do. And she's like, why would you, why would you want to do that? And we're like, well, because we do this every day at work, we need the program to do this. And she was kind of stumped by the whole thing. So we were like, I guess we can't go to illustrator just yet. Uh, maybe someday we will, maybe season 30. We'll, we'll move on to <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: uh, okay. is
2: no longer supported. Right. Um, so yeah, so let me see. And then, um, we use Photoshop for certain things like effects and we've used after effects for doing compositing and doing some right. and things like that. Um, but yeah everything everything now is done on computer there's there's no I think occasionally we'll do some conceptual sketches on pen and paper and stuff like that, but everything is digital
0: yeah. now uh, there's there's got to be what F- I mean your crew has gone <sighs> let me put this in the right words I mean when you're talking about the amount that you guys are doing and putting out y- you've got you've got to develop this marathon like speed you know you're you're running a marathon in a sprint time basically
2: yeah i mean our deadlines you go to other studios their deadlines are maybe say at the end of the day or before lunch or you know the week or you know um, our our deadlines are by the half hour to the hour generally it's it's like fast food you know it's 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 sort of like we're yeah. in and out as opposed to
0: it's not fast f- fast food. It's good food it's fast. It's good
2: food fast. That's that's why I'd say In and Out's probably a, a better you know.
1: Got it. So yeah, it's, it's I mean,
2: just a fact. everything
1: we have to do just awesome. has to be
2: done in in a quick way to kind of accommodate this schedule and accommodate Trey and Matt because that that's another thing that's a big reason why we work so fast is for them. Um, Trey, Trey, Trey's not. I mean, he's not an artist in the traditional sense of like you know he's a painter and. He's got a, a definitely an interesting cartoon style and stuff like this, but he's he he needs to see it in order for him to kind of be convinced that this joke is gonna work or this idea is gonna work. So if he had to wait a week or if he had to wait two days, he'd probably be so bored with it he'd move on, you know. So for him, it he needs to see it right. immediately. It's, it's funny now, not funny. Exactly. At and, and in order for him to and I get it too, because the thing with comedy is that you it's uh, it it's hard to sit on comedy you know you want if you have something funny to say you want it to be out there as soon as possible you want people to laugh at it or you want people to kind of think about it if you had to wait eight months for something to land you'd be really upset you'd be really bummed, you know
0: well it's it's almost that process where like when you're kind of everybody's riffing and and you're you're you and your buddies are all making jokes and you want to get the joke out of your mouth so fast before anybody makes that joke right. for
2: you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Got it. Very much. Got it. So, um, okay. So anyways, as the week progresses, um, through the weekend for us, um, we just keep getting more and more scrub. More and more designs, Um, sometimes revisions of things that in the first part of the week, they were like, yeah, we didn't, you know, we we, want to go different directions, so we're going to scrap that. Uh, We've scrapped whole shows by halfway through the week and had to start over or at least start halfway over. Um, Unreal. And yeah, so, and then as we get closer and closer to the deadline, which for our department, Usually we kind of have to be wrapped up with everything that we're doing by Tuesday, Tuesday evening. Like by Tuesday evening, we're sort of just fixing things and throwing in last minute ideas or last minute jokes. um, You know that they can. And are
0: they rewriting up until Tuesday? They're
2: rewriting Wednesday morning. Something. And and it's going on air Wednesday night. So they they could be they I mean, uh, you know like on, on South Park a, a, an on an ongoing sort of observation joke of ours is a lot of our episodes have like dry erase boards or podiums or you know something that's going to be able to say something either in dialogue form mm-hmm. or dialogue form or something like that and those are usually some of the things that we get changed on a Tuesday night or or Wednesday morning is there'll be like a whole I think in our like sort of our Elon Musk. Uh, SpaceX episode. There's all this writing that was like these these, these um, equations going on on the board, stuff like that. So we had to change a lot of that stuff because they changed dialogue, and that changed the facts on the board. So they had to change the board, you know. But yeah, I mean, we've we've done. I think the latest I've left our departments left like sometimes like around eight o'clock in the morning on Wednesday morning. And the animation department is still working on the show.
0: And so how many people
2: are in there working on this? Uh, well, in my department currently right now, we are accommodating, let me see, one, two. About eight in my department. And it used to be one, and then it was two, and then four. It used to be just Did you? you? No, it used to be just Adrian, the, the, guy, uh, my, the guy. Oh, guy. yeah. yeah. It was me and it Got it. And it was me Adrian, and my brother. <laughs> And right. for a brief period, we got a friend of ours named Albert Lozano. He works at Pixar now. He's a big guy at Pixar. Um, and then KO, who we've had forever, too. So, yeah, it was four of us for a long time. And then we started expanding in the last, say, 10 years, um, which is crazy to think about that, that was 10 years ago. But anyways, um, so, but the rest of the building and the rest of our, our studio, I'd say
1: the total amount of our staff, God, it's probably under sixty, under maybe under fifty. Um, that's that's a
2: medium sized business. Oh yeah, yeah, we're we're like we're still like a startup in our in our scale. Yeah, really. And is
0: that how everyone still oh, operates?
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, very much so. It's almost like every day you go to work. It feels like it's just your first job, <laughs> like the first job you ever had. Because for us, I mean, the thing with the show is is you never know what's going to happen. So, you know, you go to you go to any other animation studio, and you kind of have a pretty good idea of what this show is going to be for as long as it can be. You know what I mean? As long as it'll exist, it's going to be this. You know, you go to uh, Steven Universe, or you go to. Uh, Adventure Time, you know, it might get better looking, but the the scope is already there in the first couple episodes. Um, With our a show, side note,
0: my my kids turned me on to Steven Universe, oh, yeah. and I, I was like, oh, "What? Uh, okay." And I watched it, and my daughter goes, "Dude, you need to listen to the soundtrack oh, of this Oh yeah, show. the soundtrack.
2: Is pretty cool. And it's a really pretty show. It's a it's, really
0: beautiful looking
2: show. I'm not a I, I I had no idea
0: and when you start listening to the like i started putting on the uh, soundtrack like when I was driving in my car and you know there's songs about like dad and oh, things right. like that i go this is this is this is amazing I go what is this from the whole show she goes no it's like every show they have an original right. song yeah and I go really she yep. goes yeah it it's sh- amazing and that was a she writes all those songs we're used to i don't know if she still does but but what i mean uh, from being a kid who grew up on like looney tunes and then you know uh, uh the simpsons and then i saw ren and stimpy cuz there used to be this uh uh kind of this animation festival that was in Newport oh, nice. Beach which was oh, nice. like this sick and Spike twisted and yeah sick and twisted Ooh, right. i think it was something like that there it was amazing that's the first time i saw ren and stimpy and the first time I saw a lot of stuff that I was like, adults are making this and they're kind of making it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Which was was kind of weird. You know, it was, uh, you know, uh, I remember watching even Felix where he goes, this feels like it's older than the target demographic that they're pushing it out for. In the same way that, um, the Muppets always had that, like, like, joke that was almost not offensive but almost like oh whoa <laughs> you know you kind of make that little that little laugh inside where you kind of got the joke a little bit more right. than the kid did and kept me interested so keep, keep going I didn't mean to jump oh, in wow. on that but I think I think it's totally interesting that like that you know kind of exists for all of us now and I think without you guys or without you know the Simpsons seems like it's a what's the right way? I'll still watch it every week, but I don't laugh as hard. Watch the you know?
2: Wow. Um, and, and that's not, it's to me, they're, they're kind of like on, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but they're, they're on. Yeah. They're, they're control. kind of like the red hot chili peppers right now. They're like, you're not doing yep, anything like that. that's going to blow your mind or at least anything that's super current. You know where, where you're like, this is, this is the, this is the Simpsons for now. I mean, they might tackle Trump, Something like that, but it's still a very you know, you know what their politics are, so which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But
0: but it also feels like that show makes someone so much money that they're like, uh, let's not have it be controversial, let's have it just be uh entertainment and we'll put it on every week because the characters don't age and right. we'll just keep yeah, going.
1: Yeah. yeah, no, for I mean it's got it. It's a retirement package for a lot of people. Um, you know, we're yeah, probably totally. going to be at that point at some point too. So,
2: um, there, I mean, I think it's South park. I think every, God, I want to say every like three or four years, I'm like, Oh, I think this is it. I think this is going to be, this might be the last year. You know, I don't know how much people are going to want to watch more of South park, you know, or I'll start noticing a sort of, uh, a trend in our episodes, you know, where it's right. like, okay, I better start looking for another job. And then we just keep going. Um, so how much do you equate to that to,
0: um, cause I, I mean, truthfully, I'm amazed by your work, work ethic and being able to ramp up and, and do what you do in, in the time you do it, which is, I, I think for no, it's like building an airplane in six days, you know, but not having the plans on day yeah, one. Sure. The thing that I'm, like, kind of flabbergasted by is, you know, not just the show that you guys are making, but the like. I I like to think I have a good work, act, good workout. i say you not. know I work six days a week. My I don't know. what's
1: yeah, that? What? Pretty insane. Uh, you,
0: well, I, I tried. I tried to right, and because it's like I I I always feel like I'm lucky to get to do this right, and. And when we first started off doing this, you know, I put all my eggs in this and it was kind of like looked at my wife and I said, I, this has to work or we're in big trouble. Like we were already in big trouble, but it was like, I promised myself I would never, um, I would never take the easy way out when I could, you know, it's like be be here, go to work and be true to the game. Right. And the and map thing With them still writing episodes and still being, you know, pushing it out for 20 years. And then you have Book of Mormon and then you have all the video games. You have all just the the world that's around that. I think that is such a testament to, you know, when people say, oh, those guys got lucky. Right. Because there's always that someone got lucky um, feeling from people. You know, if anybody sees somebody successful, but the part of it that I'm blown away with and, and that I'll be, you know, taking away not only from our friendship, but, but learning a little bit more about the inside of, you know, this baseball is, is that work ethic is still alive and well and punching out.
2: Oh yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's, it, it, it hasn't, that's the funny thing is that a year after year after year, I kept thinking like, well, it's going to get easier, but it just hasn't, it's actually gotten harder. Part of it is, you know, you, you just get older, you know, you probably know this from a few years ago, working at what you do. You had a little bit more energy. Yeah. You had a little bit more, you know, resilience to, to certain things. And, and as you get older, you know, it, certain things do get a little harder. Um, and, and some of it's just harder just in the nature of, of, of the show. There's just more of a demand. Um, there's more of a, I say a demand from like Trey and Matt in the way of like, you know, they want to push the look. They want to push the feel. Um, and yeah. so that's created like a, yeah, a huge sort of work ethic for me that keeps just ramping up year after year. I mean, we were, we used to kind of like, <laughs> we used to log our hours on every week on how many hours we put in. And I think the most we put <laughs> the most we put in a week, I think was about 120 hours or something like that. And I don't even, I didn't even know that was possible. Like I didn't even know that many hours existed in a week. You know, so, you know, working there 15 hours a day, you know, six days a week, like when we were younger, you could just do it. No problem. Especially when the kids were little, uh, for me, like I'd be able to go to work and come back and, you know, they'd miss me and everything like that. I'd miss them, but they still had that, Mm -hmm. you know, that sort of, uh, you know, they'd forget, they'd forget that you were even gone half the day, but as they were getting older, it started
1: getting harder and harder and harder.
0: and what did what did that work ethic or learning that you know at, at such a young age what did that do to transfer into you know the your own work and your own creativity and making things did it it's did exact, it well, motivate you or did it no it's it,
2: weird it, it it's sort of in certain ways it works where it motivates me to to work on my own stuff and on the free time that I have or or to, to practice more you know I've taken night classes I've taken summer courses, art courses and stuff to keep up or to, you know, get ahead as far as my, my skills, you know, because like I I said before, I I didn't go to art school. I I don't have a foundation background. You know, I kind of came into it as a, as a, as a noob and, and just sort of found my way and found my, you know, what, what I'm good at. Um, but as far as my own artistry and stuff like that, in some ways it's actually kinda of hurt it because I don't have the patience that I used to have when before South Park when I draw something. Before I would just do it for my own my own joy or for my own fun. Now it's kinda of like if it's not clicking in a minute, then I'm like, screw
1: it, I gotta move on, you know.
2: And I guess maybe there's some validity to that. Maybe that's a good thing because I'm not wasting any time, but I I noticed that like my, I I don't give myself enough time to kind of learn something new. Uh, I can't learn it super fast, you know? So in some ways it's kind of, I think it's been kind of, I wouldn't say detrimental, but it's been kind of like a challenge to take what I've learned in South Park and not necessarily apply it to my own stuff in in that way. Like I'll use the technical skills have worked out great, but some of the, I'd say, my
1: deadlines and, and, and some of the, the how I pace myself has kind of hurt me. In a way. But um, totally.
0: Create, I, I, well, it's it's always like it, it, you know anything in life. Oh man,
1: you lost I, think you I lost you. Oh, good. Sorry. So uh,
0: let's go, go back to that little piece. Cause I think that there's, there's, there's such a piece of information in there that is, you know, I always love the fail fast. You know, if, if you're working on something and it doesn't seem like it's clicking, you know, put it down and I, it sounds dumb, but I learned that from video games, right? If I was playing video games for a while and then all of a sudden I got to a point I couldn't beat, there, my brain wants me to keep smashing on it and going, you could, you could do this, you can do this, you can do this. And the part of me that always goes, you know, press pause, go do whatever you're going to do for the rest of the day, come back to it tomorrow or in a week or whatever. Then you pass it always the first try. Right. And that fail fast mentality, I, I tried to adopt in my life because there'll be a lot of stuff where I'll just keep pushing it, even if it's not working. Yeah and sometimes that and i feel like oh if i just put more effort into it it'll be be better right.
1: yeah
2: it's some it's it's weird cuz it, you know you're always taught that like learning something is, is sort of like something that that takes time and and, and it's worth the you know all the, the, the energy and work you put into it but there's just certain things that you have to you're right you have to kind of put down go do something else, go do something completely mundane, like the laundry or errands. And then we'll think about it. You know, sometimes you'll end up thinking about it while you're doing all that stuff. You're like, okay, I know what I did. Well,
0: yeah, 90% of my good ideas come from driving in a car with no radio, on, no radio on just like a, like a weirdo all by myself, you know, 30 minute drive. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh, right. okay. That's what we do. Um, so it, Back to that without like, you know, I'm I'm not trying to te- ask you every question about inside baseball of South Park, but it, it's absolutely fascinating to me more than anything. The, you know, the, putting out such a great product, but, but the time frame in which you do it is, is, is really amazing. I mean, it, it not only is it amazing and beautiful and fun and topical, but it's got to feel great to not only just work on something and, um, see it on the wall somewhere, but you know, for 20 years, you've been working on a product that is going to be on, on what Wednesday night, every week at the same, at the same time. And you get to see the almost instant gratification
2: of yeah, that's, what you, that's always on. a great part of the show. It's kind of like, um, I don't know. We always kind of related to say making an album because now, especially since you, yeah, what is it? Eight episodes a season. Um, it's very much like an album. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so, you know, you have, you know, you're, you're, so you're, you know, you're recording a song like every week, but in this case, instead of putting out a whole album, when you're done, you get to put out as a single every, every Wednesday. And then you have feedback and it is a great really? feeling. And part of it is, is sort of a, a relief because obviously it would, it would just be, it would be horrible to work on one episode for like a hundred hours a week. For like five weeks, you know, or six, you know, you, you get this one idea that, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. It's going to be a challenge and you're going to be tired and you're not going to see your wife and kids for a few days, but you know, at the end of it, it will be done. And then you'll be able to move on to something else, you know, which will be just as hard, maybe, but it'd be something different.
0: Totally, Yeah. A different, right. See, that's one of the things like I, I, You know, since the last time we talked, I was of course trying to see it through my own eyes and the things that we do and and that that thought process of you guys are, you know, it's graffiti artist. You you are hitting up a wall. You have this much time before, before you know, time expires. It has to get up. Yeah, you're hitting, and then you know the next week you're hitting a different wall somewhere else. There's still the time frame, you know, clock, you know, ticking down. But you you have to get it up. It has to be good, or you go, or you know, and because here's the thing: however many millions of people are going to see it, and for me, I'm always in the uh, struggling with the you know the wines we're pouring today we made back in you know 2014, 2013, yeah. 2015, you know, the newest yeah. one was 2016. And so we're constantly living in the past. And that gratification comes
2: very, very Yeah. Slowly. Once it starts to move to someone's lips is so, like, okay, this is great. We did this.
1: Now we got
0: to get it. Out. Yeah. The, yeah. Grat- the, the only time I can exhale is when somebody brings it home, drinks it and then, you know, sends me a message like, I love this. This is great. How do I get more of this? It's like, great. Keith and, you know, 2014, don't be a jerk. And every time we open a bottle, that's the person I'm looking at. Right. I'm like, oh, you know, so, so little moron. And, and now it's like, oh, here we are. Um, so you, you also work yeah, on the video I've
2: games as well, correct? The last, the last two games that we've done, The Stick of Truth and um, Fractured Butthole, um, it's been pretty much the entire crew of the show for the most part. Um, and that's uh, that's never been done before. All the other video games that came out in the '90s and the early 2000s, like all the mm-hmm. all the you know bad sort of one-offs that they've done, those are all done by licensed for another studio done by another studio. But these ones, we did them in conjunction with a couple of different studios, with Ubisoft and, and uh, another one. But the art, all the art stuff, and a lot of the animations that were done for the cutscenes like that was all done by us. Um, um, which is great because it looks like the show. I mean, it looks just like the show. And Trey wrote them, too, which he's never done before. Um, Trey and Matt... But he's also a big board game video big, game guy, crew. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're, they're way into video games. And, and Trey's way into board games right now. Like, for the last, I don't know, maybe five years or so, he's been crazy, crazy about board games. And and he's trying to apply some of that sort of gameplay and some of the logic that goes into board games. He's tried to apply that to the last video game we did. Um, Cause you know, they're all turn-based as opposed to sort of uh, you know, on the fly kind of stuff. Um, I'm not sure how much that stuff mm-hmm. plays into it or works really well, but, but yeah, he loves, he loves board games. I played a few board games with him
1: over the years and they're always
2: fun.
0: So, what do you think is still the, you know, I'll take it from my old man, right? My old man's still out there mowing and working hard and um, doing a lot of stuff that he probably doesn't need to, you know, what do you, what do you think is the motivation for, you know, South Park Studios as a whole Keep going. to, well, it sounds weird to say that, but, you know, I, I think 90, I asked this question because I think there's ninety five percent of people that are out there that um, and, and i'll bring it i 'll bring it down to me just so it 's a little more personal but you know someone said well how how much would it how much would you take to sell your business and the answer to to them was kind of um too much because I like what i do i'm i'm kind of I enjoy it I want to keep doing it. And if I would s- sell my business, they basically would be paying me to go away and not do what I like doing anymore. Right, so it so doesn't it make to any sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's like, well, I always, I made the, I make the joke. It's like, if you look said, at it, if you're going to give up something that, that, that important
2: to you, it better be. Yeah.
0: You're right. Well, cause people go, Oh, you know, Oh, it's, um, there's things that you can't buy. I'm like, no, that's not true. And like, what do you mean? I said, "There's your wife, right?" And he goes, "Yeah." I said, uh, "I'll give you five grand for your wedding ring." And she goes, "No, no, are you kidding?" I go, "I'll give you a hundred million dollars for your wedding ring." And she took it off, and she's <laughs> like, "Would you like me to throw it at you?" Right? Um, yeah, totally. The weird part is, uh, I saw it with my grandpa. I saw it with my dad, and and I feel like I see. I feel like it's inside of me, but most people I think want to get to a point in their life where they feel successful and they, they have a vision of, um, their fantasy, right. And the fantasy always, um, is them not doing what they're doing now, maybe, or, uh, on a boat or traveling or something, right. They have enough money to do whatever they want to do. And then they decide, Oh, then I'm done. Right. Right. And, and I, have I've found just in a little bit of conversation that I think it's a little baseline of what this show is kind of where most people's fantasy of, uh, working or of having a TV show or, or, or a, uh, you know, South park, just use that as an example, their fantasy is the show is done and people tell them they're great for what they've done. And I always say, well, that's the wrong fantasy. Your fantasy should be the, oh my gosh, I, I can't, it's going to be so hard, but I, I can't wait to start something from nothing, write something, and then see it on the screen in six days. That's, that should be the fantasy to someone you know that wanted to do that. So my around the way question is, what do you think is the motivation for South Park to continue to push out things like the show every week? The video games, um, you know, Book of Mormon to a certain extent, like what is the thing that is the gas in the tank when you don't have to come to work every week and going back to what you said about like, you know, Matt and Trey still voicing, still writing, still doing all of that stuff. And you get a firsthand view and, you know, and you, because you could have taken an easier job somewhere else. What is the motivating factor?
2: I mean, I can't, I can't really. I can't speak for Trey and Matt in the sense of, you know, I, I think no, and I'm not asking you to, I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm trying
0: to pull what I'm really asking, I guess is a weird, and a weird thing is, um, a lot of people think when you, when you make it, then you just don't do anything. And the, the part I'm, I guess not baffled by, but the part, if somebody said, if you can do anything you want to do, what would you do? And I said, well, I, I'm doing that. Right. That's right. the part of it. I, I love doing and I would want to do it for the rest of my life, I guess, even though it's hard and it sucks. And, uh, you know, at times, and sometimes I don't want to work on Saturdays and, and I'd rather be home screwing around with my kids or doing something else, but this is what I do because it's what I do. Yeah. What do, I guess
2: squeak? I guess
0: I talked away to too long. Like, what to is about it, your thoughts? I haven't about? really
2: thought about, but, um, I don't know. I mean, I get, I mean, for Trey and Matt, obviously uh, they're worth a lot of money. They make a lot of money. Uh, The, 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 they, they have been so smart and so clever on how they've crafted their careers because they put out a show that, you know, for several generations, people have loved, people have hated, but everyone's talking about, um but they're so respected in their community as comedians as intellectuals as you know sort of the the on the pulse of creating memes and ideas and jokes that have like permeated the internet and things like that and they I don't even think they could have predicted a better career i know they wanted to be filmmakers and they wanted to do all these other things
1: but for them to have this uh, uh have this venue to kind of speak their mind
2: and be able to do it so quickly and so efficiently um and work only a certain amount of the year that they want to work and they can go do whatever else they want for the rest of the year whether it's make movies or book a Mormon or or sit around and do nothing um it's it it blows my mind I, they they that they've been able to do this and be relatively, um, scandal free or problem free or all these other things that, you know, that, that will destroy other
1: people's careers.
2: Um, um, I think part of it is the show's really funny and been really funny for a long time. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty rare. It's pretty hard for, you know, for, for, for any show to be on this long and still to maintain that sort of relevance. Um, and I think for me, that's a big part of it. For the, I don't think I would have stayed on the show had I was doing, you know, My Little Pony or Dora the Explorer. I wouldn't have been there for 20 years doing Dora. That would have been really yeah. sad. Uh, but the fact yeah. that the show is still yeah, on totally. everyone's tongue after 20 years makes me feel like what I'm doing is worth it in that sense, like kind of like what you're doing. You've been doing wine for how long now?
0: Yeah. Well, we've been farming for geez, 20, which is almost half my life, which seems really shocking. And, and we've been putting out wine since 2003 and
2: the tasting right. room has been open for about 10 years. Mediocre. Wine. You guys make great wine. Like every time out a bottle here or there, Thanks, man we have friends over or, or we go to hurt my, my family or something like that. Oh, broke up. Hold on one sec. Hold yeah, on. Hold on. Are you back?
0: Okay. Now you're back. Go uh, ahead. Say yeah. that again. So you, what you, I was saying Cylon is say that you guys make
2: great wine and if you guys made mediocre wine, you know, you, you might be like, okay, well, we we got to keep trying. Or you might be like, we got to try something else because this isn't working. Um, that part of it is what the drive, I think oh, yeah. you got, you must know that you make great wine. Um, you know what?
0: I, I've never really said this to anybody before, but like when people say, "like, what's you know, what's my drive?" When it yeah, exactly. first started off, it was feeding a family. You know, the, uh, that was a hundred percent. It started off just like right there, but when. But I knew I'd be doing it for a long time, you know, maybe getting to do it for a long time. And I started putting my family on labels and and I had to design them myself because I, I couldn't pay somebody to do it. And um, and then when I put pictures of my dad, right. my grandparents, who I really loved, I, I thought I wouldn't be sitting here doing this if people didn't make decisions like to leave Iowa, you know, just like you to leave Iowa or the Netherlands way back when to leave Iowa to come to California, to meet my grandma, to have a kid, to have two kids to, you know, my dad and mom to meet, I I wouldn't be sitting here doing any of this stuff. If, if these people didn't make these decisions. So, you know, we
2: probably honor the two is like, because you know Um, that because you're aware of that, like I'm aware that my mom pushed me to spend my, you know, my, my, my idle time drawing and things like that. I don't know what else to do. Like, I don't, as an, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know what else I could do for a living. Like, you know, the art is, or film or or creative things are the things that I'm sort of geared towards. Um, and that's part of why to me, South Park yeah. means the most to me in that sense, because it's, to me, it's one of the most creative shows on TV. Um, not just, you know, jokes and, and, and but visually even there's some weird stuff that we do or weird shows that we do like our, you know the heavy metal episode that we made, or the anime stuff or you know, the moon stuff that we've done, yeah yeah, yeah the stuff, and I don't the know else, anyone stuff. else that's doing that on that level that I'd be interested in even working on, like I thought about that like if I quit South Park today, got to work in another studio, which one would float my boat the way that South Park still does, and it's really hard, you know I mean, there's some really beautiful cartoons out there, but they don't giggle me the way that South park can. And, you know, maybe Rick and Morty might be the only other one, but, uh, yeah. What a great show.
0: That's, uh, but you know what, strangely enough, that show, I don't think would exist without you, without what you guys have laid down in front of it. So full, you know, kind of full stop for, for Greg now, if for you, If you could uh, wave the magic wand and uh, do whatever you wanted to do and what, what would that, what would that look like? What would that be? Like you're, you, you are who you are now, same age, same everything, but you are guaranteed success. Like you, you don't have to, it's not going to fail guaranteed Um, success. What would
2: you do? I have ideas and Things that I would like to develop as my own, as an own show, maybe animated. I've had some ideas that I've, I've, mm-hmm. I've written sort of my own mental treatments of or treatments of for other shows. I mean, it, it, it would definitely be somewhere in TV or film, probably. Um, but I don't know. It's It's weird. Um, a lot of times those ideas kind of come and go and, and I have to kind of bring them back up again and remind myself because I get so consumed with, I mean, especially over the last three years with the video game, I've been so consumed with South Park. Like that's, that's all there is. Um, yeah, probably, I mean, you'd definitely be somewhere in the creative field and that's, that's the thing, you know, like how you were saying, uh, doing wine until probably until you can't do it anymore until you're dead. You know I mean? That's, That's what I see, too. I mean, of course, I imagine someday being, you know, in the future being able to retire or be able to, but I don't even want to know what that is right now. You know what I mean? I don't really want to
1: think about it yet because I still got a long way to go. Right. Right. (laughs) Totally. So I
0: guess, you know, we've been talking for a little while. We probably should probably wrap it up. So I guess I got two questions. The one question would be, what's your favorite episode that you've worked on? Um, that you you go. Oh, that's that's the one. Um, and it doesn't have
2: to be a crowd favorite. It's just your favorite. There's a few actually. Well, well my favorite one. It's, it's kind funny of because hard out. for me to remember so many of them, but I, I still love the heavy metal episode for a lot of reasons, and a lot of it because we got to do traditional. I mean, all, all okay, everything in that heavy metal episode was done by my department. Everything. That there, there was nothing. I mean, except for the few South Park in South Park animations, was done by our animators that we have in our. our, But the rest of that show was done by Marvel.
1: All, all the heavy metal.
2: At that point, it was I think six. And how
1: many people?
0: So six people made an episode in how many days?
2: Three weeks, technically, but. The reason why I say because we when we first started that season, Trey was like, Oh, I want to do this heavy metal episode. We kind of started doing some animation tests, we started doing some paint tests in order to get that sort of fan art airbrush heavy metal look. Um, so that took a few weeks to kind of get that stuff going. And so and that's another thing that I'm proud of is that we did that episode while we were doing the other episodes that preceded it. So we had we had no idea where that episode was gonna land on our timeline. And I think it was like episode three or four or whatever. Trey was like, okay, I want it to be this one. So we had to like, okay, now we're, now we're no longer experimenting on our side time that we were doing these other shows. Now we actually have to start working on the show. Um, so yeah, I mean, we did, you know, I did the flying animations of the stupid bird thing. Um, you know, we, I did some other ones like the standing and the, so I had to do like some rotoscope type animations. I mean, nothing ridiculous. And then we, let me backtrack a little bit though because I'm I'm taking a little bit too much credit because we did hire a few animators, uh like traditional animators to come in and finish and clean up the animations that we've started. So I don't I, I it's I shouldn't say we did everything, everything, but we did a lot of that and we did a big chunk of it in a very short amount of time. So I'm very proud of that episode because technically it was difficult. We even got I think on I think it was on iTunes, like, you know, in the comment section of the episode of where you can buy it or rent it. The actual production designer of heavy metal was like, Oh my God, this was amazing that you guys did this. And, you know, so it was kind of cool to get, I think it was, uh, Mike Klug, who's done a bunch of other great things before he, he commented on that episode and was very happy with the outcome. of how It looked just like the movie. so That was cool. Um, and I love, I do love the, the, awesome. the, um, Christopher Reeve episode that we did where he's in the wheelchair, but then he starts eating like the, uh, he starts eating the babies because he needs like their, yeah. It was one, that's it. I, I, it was one of the f- earlier ones I remember where I did Christopher Reeve in the wheelchair and, I felt like I did it so well. I, I was sad. I was kind of like, oh, I love Chris. I did that to him. And Trey was laughing. Oh, wow. Trey loved it so much. So um, I, was, I was, you know, I'm always happy to make Trey laugh because he's, you know, he's a very funny guy and he doesn't need any help being funny.
1: Um, so I think if you can make him laugh, you know, I feel like I've done my job pretty well.
0: I, I'm just trying to visualize what that piece of paper said. Said, oh, make Christopher Reeve eating babies.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was like, you <laughs> can, can draw that up Reeve for me, in wheelchair. And it
2: really wasn't like, you know. I think the thing that made it sing to me was the smile. Reeve has that kind of that wide electric smile, uh, and yeah, exactly. And and, and yeah. it kind of made it Superman in smile. That smile. But it almost looks sort of painful, like because he was in the wheelchair at the time, and it, you know, it was one of those things where. um, you know, we get certain episodes where we have to design something. And at that time, I think I had my, I might've had my first son born and Adrian, my boss was like, you know, well, you, you already had a kid, so you get to design him. So that way, if you get cursed, you already had your kid, you know, because it, like, it felt so bad. It felt so wrong to design him in <laughs> that way. But yeah, there's a bunch of episodes
1: that I love, but that's awesome.
0: And is there still an alien hidden everywhere? I, I don't
1: look for him. It's not something we hide.
2: Usually that's something we've done near the end of the show. Uh, Eric Stour, okay. one of our uh, animation, he's a producer of the show, and, and he'll
1: he'll usually put it in there somewhere, I think. Yeah. It's magnificent. Hey, I,
0: I wanted to say thank you so much, man. I know you took time to to talk about not only yourself, but, uh, you know, the place you work, not that that is who you are, but it's been a big part of your life for so long. Um, I also want to say thanks again for helping my son out. Uh, truthfully, when we were sitting down, my, um, my son a while back said, dad, I don't know. Everybody knows what they want to be in their life. And I don't, I don't know. I said, what do you mean? Everybody wants to, everybody knows he goes, everybody in my class knows what they want to be when they grow up. I don't know. And he and I sat down and started talking about what are the things that he likes, you know? Um, and he goes, I like this. I like making people laugh. I like drawing. I like this. And we kind of backed into two different career choices for him. And one was that's to pretty, host the tonight show, big, which I thought a big was a pretty great. Uh, that's a big one, but you know what? He, we watch a lot of, uh, I said, you're good at interviewing people. And because my, like, he sat down next to my, my dad, his grandpa, like at, at dinner a couple of months ago. And he goes, Grandpa, what's new in your life? And my dad just started telling him everything that's going on in his life. And then my dad stopped and he looked at me. He goes, Did I just get interviewed by a nine year old? And I go, Yeah, <laughs> he totally did. And I go, Cash, that's it. That's the yeah. Tonight Show, man. That's what you do. You're there to make other people look good. Um, and then the other one was cartoonist. And when he said that, you know, because of our friendship, I reached out and you you took an hour for him and let him interview you. And he, he did really well on his project. And now he just sits around and draws. And when people ask him what he wants to be, when he grows up, he says a cartoonist, which I, uh, you know, I'll always thank you for I it. I really appreciate that. Yeah. and and also thanks for drawing my family which i know is a big honor <laughs> uh, i got it up here in my office and it's one of my prized possessions if if this place lights on fire i'll grab all the yeah, family and photos we have and to your that wife. goes in that like, box I too. So, thank you Instagram again for that love
2: you going that doesn't look throw well. and i was like you know she's <laughs> sort of like a unicorn totally. she's kind of hard to
1: at that time I find a photo of her at all so it was like you know it's <laughs> oh. funny Okay. So
0: now that we're talking about this she she looked at that and she goes that looks like you that looks like Cash that looks like Brielle that doesn't look like me. I go what do you mean it doesn't look like you? She goes that doesn't look like me. I go babe did you know he made that pic- he made that uh that that illustration from pictures he could find of you on Instagram and since yeah. you never post anything and like she is the unicorn she never does a selfie. She never posts anything. If I take a picture of her, she's like, "I better not see that on the internet," where everybody else in the world is like, "Post that shit of me," you know. Um, she, world's greatest wife. I'm I'm super okay. lucky. Yeah, feel oh, feel free to revise it. I I will not tell you no. No, no, you go ahead. Um, and I do. Oh, go ahead. No, I, and then I really appreciate you making <laughs> the uh, you know Trump's ice cream when he's sad.
1: It keys was, was going to
2: be called Cool Keith, but then I remembered the it's Cream a, like a Ice DJ
1: Cream, Cool Keith, and I don't want to step on his toes. There is a rapper, so, um, yeah. I had to come up with something, something quick. Um, <laughs> well, Keith,
0: Keith Cream, I, I, you know, uh, I, I like knowing keys that cream. that yeah, Trump only really a handful of my friends that
2: have been able to key Cream find their way in the show. Um, but what I was going to ask or tell you was, I noticed, that, um, and this is this doesn't have to be in the recording,
1: but anyways, I noticed that you're going to be in L.A. in a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so April, wait, hey, nice job uh, segueing that, even though I didn't ask you. Yeah, I'll be down. I'm going to, uh, we do like an L.A. tour every year, right? And on April 18th, we're going to be, at Everson Royce Bar, which is downtown LA, I love that place. Bocce ball court, super fun. Um, and then on the nineteenth, we'll be at Silver Lake Wine, which is Thursday night, which is always huge and tons of fun. Okay. And then we're at Everson Royce in Pasadena right. and you, on you get a hotel Friday when you're down there, right? You so those three nights we'll be down there.
1: Yeah, okay. my, well, my I um, tell my wife I'm find somewhere be, fun for us. I'm to off. Stay. Pretty much, and
0: I'm so technically gonna, off
2: work right now. There there might be some people working in the office for a oh, video yeah. game kind of hangover. We'll be doing some DLC stuff for a video game. But if you do wanna come by the studio,
1: I can meet you there and Absolutely, that'd be awesome. Red. Okay.
0: Dude, once again, thanks a billion, man. I really appreciate it. I hope everybody else loves this. And look, we are like 59 minutes Great. and 32 seconds. We did this perfect. I mean, <laughs> we, and That's we only had one day to air, so we're, we're good to go. Yes. So, Greg. All right, Keith. <laughs> I know, it's longer than the show. And it was easier. So, dude, thanks, thanks again, yeah, man. Yeah. I, I hope more, everybody likes this because I hope we later. get to do more of them. Thanks a lot, Greg. Thank you.
1: Thanks, man. Have a great day. Bye.